Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back inside your favorite Auburn podcast, Believe in Everything Auburn with Taylor Davis and Jason Campbell. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Happy President's Day. I just found out about 10 seconds ago that it is President's Day. Jason informed me of that news to me so uh anyway if you're off work today hope you're enjoying that one and uh what a perfect day to listen to some Auburn news here on our podcast there are always plenty news stories to talk about but Jason and I are going to get you caught up on what has been going on around the world of Auburn athletics but first a word from our sponsor as always bet online Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam, both pro and college hoops. So from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. All you have to do is head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and they are going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just have to use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. And look, it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, Olympic coverage, everything from sports, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is the number one online wagering destination. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. So again, head over to their website, Bet Online, and use our promo code BELIEVE to get your 50% welcome bonus. Jason Campbell, how you doing today, my guy? What's up, world? What's up, Taylor? You know, Hello. you know, a lot of people don't know it's President's Day because they probably don't look at the little calendar thing on their I phone. Don't. I never you do. Know. Yeah, you know, every that's the only reason I really knew. <laughs> the little dot. Just, yeah, I hit the calendar on my phone to see what I had to do today. And I said, oh, it's President's Day. So yeah. I said, kind of made sense for a lot of traffic this weekend. People had a long weekend. So, you, you know, caused the roads to be jammed up a little bit. Yeah. Dang. I wish I had that. Nonetheless, Jason and I have plenty to break down. We left our last episode kind of um, you know, unsure what the result was going to be. It was, you know, back during 
I mean, Jason, I think we could both agree whatever side of the fence you stand on. It was a, a tough couple weeks as an Auburn fan. It was uh, disheartening. It was, um, discouraging just that the narrative in such a public way around Auburn athletics was so negative. And regardless of, of, like I said, where you stand on things and what your opinion is on the matter, it was hard to just see Auburn be in the headlines for such, you know, damaging narratives. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy nonetheless that we are able to move forward and, and we aren't, you know, still stagnant in that place of uncertainty and rumors and speculation, um, you know, for better or worse, wherever you stand on it, a decision has been made and the university and the football program are moving forward as such. And so we are here to discuss that. I felt like we did a, a pretty solid job on the last episode of explaining kind of our, our stance on the whole situation, not necessarily our, our opinion or our thoughts one way or the other, but just kind of how it was being handled and, and the reality of, of this day and age with social media and, and backlash and whatever. So if you missed our last episode, I would recommend going back and listen to it. Obviously, there's not any breaking news in there. Everything has been settled now, but uh, we both kind of spoke on our piece on, on just the the nature of a situation like this. So if you if you miss that one, I would recommend going back. But nonetheless, Auburn has decided to retain Coach Harson, and he will remain the Tigers' head football coach. So after you know several days of some tension and difficulty and rumors and whatever else there was, the university did conduct an internal investigation into the football program and Coach Harson. From February 4th to February 10th, Jay Gouge, Auburn's legal department, and a Birmingham-based law firm conducted the investigation, which Harson complied with. Um, they spoke to numerous players and coaches, both current and former, and uh, got as much information as they could on how he's been running the football program. I'm sure some other, you know, rumors that started to fly were looked into as well. We all knew that the contract buyout certainly was a, a prevalent piece to the puzzle and it, without, you know, cause the you know, word of the week that it was, um, it would have been an $18 million buyout. And that's really right on the heels of a $21.45 million buyout to get Gus Malzahn to depart. And so they did, they conducted a, a pretty thorough investigation for several days and uh, announced that there, there was nothing, you know, to, to lead to his termination. And he has been retained and will be Auburn's head football coach moving forward. So that is where everything landed with the chaos. I think that it's certainly great that we can move forward and we can have some solid footing in terms of a decision. But I, I fear that the the damage has been done a little bit. And, and I think that there's, there's going to be a bit of an uphill climb to kind of regain, unfortunately, um, the narrative that we need, especially this close to season? Well, you know, great job, Taylor, uh, first Thanks, and Taylor. foremost. <laughs> the one thing, yes, uh, we have to do some damage control. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing that came out of this is, you know how you keep things on the rock, as people like to say, in terms 
so everything that was under a rock, however, the boosters or some of the alumni I was feeling about, you know, Coach Harson's approach to, you know, his style of coaching or, you know, whether what he was doing and not doing from a recruiting standpoint, uh, from meetings with different boosters and everything, or, you know, just from the whole management of everything and then how some players felt about him, how some other players felt differently about him. Everything came out within these 10 days of investigation. Mm -hmm. So now when, when you go back to the football field and you're sitting in the locker room and coaches looking at coaches, looking at some of the guys that, you know, pretty much called him out. Uh, this is an opportunity to say, okay, everything's out on the table. Mm -hmm. Let's see how can we now you move forward better when things are all out and no one's behind each other's back twerping and, and, and telling things here and there as gossip, as we call it. So now there's no need to gossip because everybody's had time to say what they need to say. So yeah. now you can sit down as grown men and you can talk face to face and you can actually see, okay, where do we go from here and yeah. how do we get better? Because obviously what went on is a lot of the cause of why we're in this situation. And losing the last five games of the season doesn't help. And, and when you're hearing your head coach may be leaving for Oregon or he may be leaving for Washington at the end of the year after you've lost five games straight, five games straight, mm -hmm. it may rub off some people a little long, a wrong way because they want to know, okay, are you fully committed to leading our program? Right. You know, so then to, for people that love Auburn, like I've always told everybody, if you love Auburn, Auburn's going to love you back. Of course. So, but if you put that into question, then there's going to be some things behind it that's going to pop up that you may not like. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just the, you no, know, that's just the detail of it all. Um, the other part of it is these players. Now, coach Harson can't punish the guys because they had certain things to say about him. Like right. this is an opportunity for him to sit down and say, okay, how do we fix this? How do we get from where we are? Why do you feel the way that you feel about me? And then he can tell them why I coach you a certain way that I coach you or my, this way it just gets all the chatter out of the way and it make you have to unite because either you're going to unite or you're going to continue to separate. Yeah. And if during spring ball, now it's the time for them to figure out who they want to be, what they want to do, what is their, what, what are the main things they want to get done for the spring and then worry about the summer. And then right. from the summer to the season, break it up in parts because right now you have to fit some healing. You have to fit some wounds. Mm -hmm. There's some things that they got to be, they got to be, it's not going to happen overnight. You got to gradually get this thing back together, but it can be done during this time of the season. And the other thing is spring ball starts in three weeks. Very so, soon. you know, it would have been hard for another coach to come in at this time and say, Hey, I'm going to install my plays, but we start in three weeks. Right. You know, that's, that's very difficult. So the timing of it, you know, all of it is a little bit tough, but you know, people have got to understand, you know, not everything is going to be put out there on the table for everybody to know. Right. Uh, sometimes the less everybody knows, the better off things are. Yeah. So I just think at this standpoint, you know, Coach Harson has been retained. So that is what we're moving forward with. But the reasons that he was caught up in the question or all the other things that's out of my control, that's out of your control. So we'll just move forward from here. And and uh, we all love our school and we're all going to keep trying to do the best that we can to, to better our school and, uh, and everything. But like I said, 
I think this can can help the guys from a mental standpoint when they go through life stuff is understanding like what can I control as a player put myself in the shoes of a player I can control how hard I work out my dedication my loyalty to my brothers and understand it it doesn't matter what the who the coach is the coach can put s's and o's on the board but where are we from a unity standpoint as players now like what do we want our legacy to be if I'm a senior coming up this year I felt like a lot of the support that came out in regards to coach Harson, like uh, Derek Hall has been one that's been very vocal. John Samuel Shanker stepped up, said a lot. Chandler Wooten, who obviously has moved on, but he said a lot um, in support as well. I think that they realize, and this is what we all say, you know, as Auburn fans, it's, Auburn is bigger than any one person or one situation or even one sport. I think that Auburn has this really special way of encapsulating a lot of of different people from different walks of life with different interests and and uniting everybody for this one place. And it's not, it's not because of football. It's not because of a coach it's because of Auburn. And so I think that those guys, those guys who believe that and, and feel that and have been, you know, brought up in it in the past few years, they get that. And, and I think that those are the guys that are going to stick around. Those are the guys that are going to come be a part of it. It's not going to be about one person because that's not Auburn. So I'm, I'm hopeful and optimistic in seeing some of the outpouring of support and different, you know, even sharing opinions and, and sharing experiences, but ultimately still having the same, love for Auburn as a place and as a university and as an institution. Um, that's, that's what carries you through tough stuff like this. If, if we allow it to just be about one sport or one person, then yeah, we crumble and a lot more backlash starts to happen, but there will always be that support and that, that foundation. And that's why I don't want this to affect, you know, potential recruits or, or even transfers or whatever that look at this situation, with such a negative mindset because of some of the, you know, recent, I guess, drama, you could say, because it's so much bigger than that. And, and we're all human and we're all, you know, going to experience down times and, and Auburn's not immune to that either. But even in the difficult times, Auburn's such a special place and it's got so many fantastic people involved in it that you, you bounce back very quickly with stuff like this. If, if you've got the right mindset and the right approach to it. So I'm, I'm feeling better than I was a few weeks ago. I just, one thing I want to ask you, Jason, and I'm sure this is a a challenging question to answer. And also I'm sure it's people would have different opinions on it, but you know, I think what got kind of confusing with the Harson situation was the first rumored that arose or the first thing that kind of sent people on a media social media frenzy was a different issue than what we then started talking about a few days later and what the university said they were looking into which was the divisive culture poor treatment of staff and players that kind of thing that wasn't what initially started the whole thing so I was confused at where you know, the issue really lied and and why the first one kind of led into this other one. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But once we did get to that point and some former players had spoken about, 
you know, poor treatment or, you know, a, a poor mindset or whatever their opinion was on it. But some current players were saying, well, look, I, he's not here to be our, our mom or our best friend. He's here to be a coach. And like, we needed a disciplinarian. Um, and I think there's such a fine line in coaching between being stern and disciplined and tough and being disrespectful and abrasive. There is a very fine line between those two. And I have to imagine it's difficult to find that balance as a coach. You know, when I have <laughs> interacted with quite a few coaches, uh, I could list probably five that I viewed as rude and disrespectful and treating people poorly um, from my vantage point. But some some people's opinion of it may be, no, he's just tough and, and kind of a no-nonsense guy. I feel like that it is so opinion-based and it's it's difficult as a coach to not kind of, you know, overstep into the other side of it when finding that balance in your discipline tactic. But when you were playing, how do you kind of decipher those differences? Because the reality is, you may not vibe with everyone's leadership style. Like that's, people are different. We have different personalities. We have different communication styles. That's why not everybody can date each other. You know what I mean? Like you, you learn how to work with different types of people and you may not always agree with it, but that's just the nature of humanity. But as player coach and, and finding that relationship, what is that distinction between, you know, maybe coaches you've had that you look back on and go, man, they were, no BS. I, he was tough and disciplined, but I never felt mistreated. What, how do you, how do you decipher the differences there? Because I think that's kind of become a gray area. Yeah. I'm talking about it's definitely a gray area, but my whole thing is every great player wants to be coached hard. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's the name of the game. But the other part of it is from a coach's standpoint though, when you're a coach and you walk into the houses of these families and, and everybody and, and, and the one thing that they say is, okay, I'm giving my son to you to make him what well, we've already done for 18 years, 17 years. I'm giving it to you for the next four to mold him into the next part of his life, which is becoming a man. So when he goes to Auburn University as a parent, you're entrusting that coach with your child. And yes, you want that coach to be hard on your child and to get the best out of him. But you also want that coach to be someone that can be available for your child to come talk to if he has an issue and not be, you know, not be just one-sided. Mm -hmm. So it's the same way as being a parent. When you're a parent, you're going to be hard on your kids sometimes, but then sometimes even after you're hard on them, the first thing you're going to do is put your arms around them, give them a hug, give them a kiss, say, hey, I still love you. I just want you to know that this is just something that can't be tolerated or this is just something that you can't do because I want what's best for you in your future. And if I allow you to do these certain things, then I'm not looking out for your best interest in your life. Yeah. So it's the same thing as a coach. If I'm going to coach you hard, I still got to leave that door open though for you to be able to feel comfortable enough to come in there and let me put my arms around you as a coach because I'm also a father figure to you away from home. Mm -hmm. And say that to my players and say to him, and let him feel like, hey, you know, coach hard on me, but coach love me too. Yeah. And that way, when he does get onto you and get hard on you, 
it's tough love and you understand it because you know you know now that you he wants what's best for you because at the same time when you're doing great things he's still gonna put his arms around you and still say hey great job just like he gonna put his arms around you and say hey we, we need to have a conversation right so that's the thing that may uh, separate great coaches and then just from coaches that just want to be hard yeah. because you can be hard for too long till all of a sudden your words just start hitting the wall Mm-hmm. And it's not getting through to players. It's not getting to, through to, to people because you're only one way, but you got to be willing to be, be a great listener as well as a great person that's going to be given a lot of instructions. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that separates the great coaches than got the it. ones that just go one way. Okay. Makes sense. And, and I think that that's, that's a really good point. I felt like that was kind of a narrative that became, you know, a bit, it felt like it was opinion against opinion. And honestly, like people are going to have different opinions. Some people are going to, you know, take his toughness and, and, you know, sternness in a way that offends them more than others. And, and who's to say who's right. You know what I mean? It's it, everyone's entitled to their opinion about it, but I think that is also what became sticky and where people didn't feel like they could really um, tell one way or the other, what, what the true issue was, you know, is this just a difference? Because I do think that in a way, you know, a a lot of these, you know, this era of college football is arguably going to need more discipline because of what all else they're getting now. And, And how does that affect locker room chemistry? How does that affect individual egos now that there's money involved at the capacity that it is? And now that, they don't have to commit to a school, you know, for the full college run like you used to. I, I would argue that we do need more, you know, discipline because of what all off the field these players are now going to be juggling. But you never want discipline to be disrespect. There is an absolute difference between the two. And so I think that that um, is a, a tough, you know, situation to, to be able to navigate as black and white because to some degree, there is going to be opinion that is relevant in it. So I certainly think there is still room for improvement on this team in terms of adding some pieces. I, I think that our recruiting approach needs to um, improve personally, just based on things that I've heard. And I also don't think it should be understated that, you know, some of the coaches that have departed had, you know, their role in the recruiting trail. And so without them, what else does that put, you know, on coach Harson? Cause ultimately that is a big part of his responsibility. So the best like, thing he has going for him, Taylor, is the yeah. fact that he was able to retain Zach Etheridge. 100%. I was just Zach about to talk Etheridge, about that. We'd have been in a lot of trouble. So him retaining Zach Etheridge is one of the key, key big moves this all season for us to be able to, to keep him. Yeah. And not just keeping him, but but promoting him. He is now an associate head coach for the team and, you know, him and another Auburn alum, Jimmy Brumbaugh hired as the defensive line coach to replace Nick Eason. Obviously Nick was a huge loss. Don't get me wrong, but keeping some of those Auburn ties, obviously we've still got lack, you know, running backs coach. I think that guys like that and guys like Zach, who I know the guys, you know, really have great relationships with and and gravitate towards so much. You can't get rid of all of that because it is so imperative to maintaining what Auburn is about, like having guys like Zach 
on staff and and Cadillac who who you know made his mark for this program like they that piece of it has to be remained I, I we've talked so much about you know Harson having his his fair shot at this thing and and a lot of that includes the pieces that he feels are his best supporting cast and and obviously he has um, promoted one of one of his Boise guys and Eric is it Keesaw is that all is that how you say yeah it? Eric okay. Keesaw is yeah promoted to the offense coordinator right he was the wide receivers coach and with the departure of Austin Davis he has been promoted to offensive coordinator it's a guy that he's got you know a lot of experience with a lot of familiarity with and honestly we didn't have any time to implement some new coordinator so that I guess makes sense but with guys like Zach sticking around, which for a moment was not guaranteed. Georgia was very much on the table for him. Right. Yeah. You definitely have to have guys that can relate. That's the number one thing. Uh, you know, Zach was, was at Auburn. Uh, he's gone through coaching changes. Lack was at Auburn. He's gone through different offense coordinators as well as me. Uh, but you also got guys like Trayvon Reed who played at Auburn. Uh, there's Derek that's now helping and recruiting as well. Um, you, you, there's people there, like you say, Jimmy Brumball was there, you know, before I even got to Auburn. So there's guys that can sit in that locker room and sit down with those players and say, Hey, regardless of what's going on here and there, it's out of your control. But as players, it's not going to be the first time you're going to face adversity in life. And if you think everything's always going to line up just the way you have it in your head, then you're mistakenly wrong. But if you learn how to adapt when adversity hits, you're going to become a stronger person and even a better football player uh, while you're there at Auburn. Uh, there's things that I went through when I was at Auburn that prepared me for life when I got into life. You know, you go through different things and different changes and, and, and everything. You learn to adapt. A lot of people, when they see change, they see it as a problem instead of an opportunity. Yeah. And that's the difference. You have to change your mind because sometimes if there is a change or there is something that comes along, it's there to teach you something or to make way for you. But if you approach it the wrong way, like these kids always say, oh, I'm up and transferring. I'm just like, okay, so what's going to happen when you get to the next school if your position coach decides to take another job somewhere else? Like, what, what happens then? I was just like, that's why you don't choose a school based specifically off the coach. Mm -hmm. When you go on your recruiting visit, you make sure that you first, that you love the school. And then that you, because you're going to have to be there for those next four to five years. And coaches come and go because jobs come and go. Guys get fired here and there. Other opportunities come up for them. They're making the best decision based off of them and their family. You're going to still be in that locker room. Right. So you got to understand as players and understand, hey, I'm committed to what I'm doing and I'm committed to helping the program and doing the best that I can do. I can't, I can't worry about all those things I can't control because yeah. – Whoever comes in here, they're going to get the best me that they can get. That's how you have to look at it as a player. They're going to get the best me that they can get. And I want this person to challenge me to be the best player that I can be. Totally. But there's also has to be a equal respect. Let's just yeah. face it. Let's be honest. You know, you hear a lot of different things. Yes, Coach Harson come from, from Boise. Uh, you know, in the Southeastern Conference, you know, football is almost like a religion, Taylor. And yeah. And you know this, you grew up in Alabama. So, you know, like, so I think when Coach Harson got to the Southeastern Conference, it's different here. Like, it's totally different. And, yes, he probably do have to learn how to relate to a lot of these guys on the football team. It's just taking you sitting down and just talking with your people and talking with your coaches and everyone getting on the same page because 
it's no different from somebody going to the from the southeastern conference and going way out to the west coast where football may not even be that important everybody's not meant to just like everybody like mm-hmm. that's just the way it is like you want to like everybody but i'm gonna love you but i may not like you sometimes because you may get on my nerves you know but at the same time <laughs> i don't i don't want what's worse for a person you know what i'm saying like that's the thing like we've gotten to a place in, in our society where is either i like the way you do things or i can't stand you mm-hmm. and we got to separate that because right. just because i don't like how you do things doesn't mean i have to hate you yeah. or not be able to talk to you right you know so like let's just sit down and talk and just talk through things and just figure out okay why don't you like this certain situation mm-hmm. or find out why you don't like the certain situation so I feel like if people just learn to sit down and start communicating instead of just, I heard what I heard, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. No, like let's talk through it. Yeah. And I think that's the only way we'll get better as a program. That's the only way we're going to get better as people. Mm-hmm. And that's how you'll move forward. Yeah. Honestly, grace has become like a very foreign concept. It's not something that we give as frequently as we all need to, especially in sport. What we said last week is you know, still relevant, but to whom much is given much is required. And it's up to, you know, coach Harson and staff and the players and administration and fans and you and me and everyone that feels any type of tie or involvement in this to, to do right by each other. I think that's ultimately what gets us to the best case scenario for this program. It starts with that. So we will see what this year brings. Like you said, spring football is right around the corner. And obviously those 15 practices will culminate with a day, which is slated for April 9th. And let's just get our focus back on the dang field because uh, remember when all we were talking about was who was going to be starting quarterback. That was, that was fun. (laughs) I miss those days. You know what I mean? Let's get back to that. Is it Calzada? Is it Ashford, I mean, we'll we get to you know now pay attention to things like that. Well, so, I'm sneak hopeful. peek on Calzada is the thing about him is we not we're really not gonna get a chance to see him for a full spring of even being in a real competition just from based on reports that are out there. You know, he's still dealing with that shoulder surgery, and that mm. shoulder injury, so he's only gonna be limited. He's going to be limited in a certain part of, uh, you know, just reading what I read on the internet, Yeah, a certain part of spring. So he's not going to get a ton of reps. So he's going to have to do a lot of catching up in the summertime. So it's going to go with TJ. It's going to go with Gerser. It's going to go with um, Demetrius Davis. It's going to go with with the Robbie kid. I don't know if he's there yet, Uh, the Robbie kid. But everybody else going to get a lot of more reps than he is just because of his injury. So yeah. this thing may go into, may go into camp before we know who's the starter. I guarantee it will. I will not be surprised if we literally don't know who is the starting quarterback until week one. Like that will not surprise me in the slightest, but anyway, I'm just excited to start talking about that again. Let's speculate <laughs> our starting quarterback, not the inner workings of our football program. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's where things stand. Obviously I, I saw this weekend, the team went to play paintball and Harson was decked out in camo. And you just hope that, you know, good is taken away from this and improvements are made wherever they're needed and that it gets everyone, you know, sometimes things like this make everyone hear each other a little bit more. Um, Whoever maybe was, you know, resistant to input from others beforehand, uh, maybe they open up to it a little bit more, who knows? So 
we will see how things continue to take shape. I also think it's worth <laughs> noting in the midst of all this chaos, Auburn has welcomed our new president, uh, Chris Roberts. <laughs> Obviously, Jay Googe could not go out quietly because he's had to be involved in this investigation. And Chris Roberts comes into a bit of a uh, fire ablaze on the plains. But nonetheless, everyone has given a lot of praise to Chris Roberts that you know, saying he's a fantastic pick and that Auburn's in great hands with him. So we welcome our new president and we promise that we're not always this problematic. So <laughs> hang with us. How about coming into your first job, your first day on the job, you got to deal with this situation. I can't. <laughs> I would be like, what the heck am I doing? But nonetheless, uh, that's what I'm saying. We are not always this problematic. Hey, you can only go up from there. You can only go, up. only go up from there. You are right about that. <laughs> well, we are going to talk about some basketball uh, still playing a fantastic season don't get me wrong but another loss unfortunately for Jay and I to break down certainly uh not the best result coming out of that one this weekend but we'll talk about your Tigers basketball team and what's going on there in just a minute but another word from a couple sponsors first up is Nord VPN what is more important than peace of mind nothing and that's what Nord VPN is here for to give you peace of mind while you're online with all of the threats that you face today on the internet it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get and NordVPN is the world's best, offering the fastest connectivity, the most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe, or you can just go to the website and type in the code believe, which is B-L-E-A-V, and you will get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also a risk-free trial with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So again, that is Nord. N-O-R-D-V-P-N dot com slash believe. And finally, another sponsor, Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day off right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, even aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and it fits a wide range of diets with just one gram of sugar and no chemicals or anything artificial. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. And honestly, I'm really bad about keeping track of how much vitamin intake I'm getting, vegetables, fruits, like days get going, fam. Uh, schedules are hectic. Sometimes it, you just need something convenient. So one scoop of this in your water, chug it down, and you're set for the day. You, you can't get any better than that. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D 
and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. Tell you what, now that's not a bad idea, Taylor. Because- oh, I'm, I'm all over that. I've yeah, actually people- truly, I, I mean, I just finished the ad. I have truly heard Athletic Greens is fantastic. So I need to order uh-huh. some. Cause you're on a go all the time. Like for I me, know. You know, I, I try to eat fruit every morning, but sometimes I'm just trying to get out the house and get going. And sometimes you forget, but yeah, that'd, yeah. that'd be an easy way just to get the nutrients that your body need and the vitamins and different things. So yeah, I like. Okie doke. Let's talk some basketball. Dang it. We unfortunately are slipping a little bit in the mm. polls, but that's okay because we know there is a very daunting postseason ahead Freaking SEC tournament, man, is going to be so insane. There is just such a small margin of difference between so many of these teams. It's wild. But um, a one-point loss to Florida this past weekend in Gainesville, unfortunately. They sold this one out probably a month ago. So yet again, another fantastic environment for us to go play in. But it all came down to the end, which is unfortunate. Now, don't get me wrong. Turnovers were a massive issue this entire game. That is something that certainly needs to be dealt with, but poor decision-making there at the end, really inbounded with seven and a half seconds left and didn't even get a shot up before the buzzer. And we were only down by one. So, um, you know, those kinds of back against the wall decision-making starts to show itself. It's not a matter of execution. So many times for this team, this team has unreal talent and depth and ability Sometimes it's it's just the decision making, especially down at the wire, which come postseason is going to be imperative. Oh yeah, somebody that's the that's the tournament right there is yeah. who can who can make the best decisions with four minutes to go in these games because you've been watching basketball for who knows how long. I've been watching basketball for who knows how long. So when you watch the NCAA tournament, March Madness, man, you're on the edge of your seat in over half these games because you know it comes down to the to the wire. And this is something I, I tweeted the other day. I said, you know, Auburn can learn a lot from this again because we, we lost in a situation in Arkansas where we had a chance the game was tied and we had a chance to win the game at the end, but we choose to shoot a long shot maybe instead of trying to get to the basket or get to Jabari Smith or let one of your bids get, catch a lob. Okay, here we go again. We get into the Florida game. This time we're down by one. We get a great steal on the inbound. Jabari and Kessler gets the steal. And then we get a chance to advance the ball a little bit. We got a timeout. And it's over seven seconds to go on the clock. And you have to learn from that because you can't take that ball all the way down to one second before you try to make a pass or a decision. So you have to understand that we have to move quicker and have a plan in place to try to go quick with what we can do, but also understand the situation and that you can't you can't allow the clock to go out without getting a shot off. Like you have to get a shot at the basket in that situation. And those are things that this team will have to learn from. And let's just face it, you know, Wendell Green, he's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot of the times. We've seen yeah. this. Um, you know, so you know, this can be a I hope he takes coaching from Coach Pearl and mm-hmm. and don't listen to a lot of the, the people out, you know, and they stairs and everything because you know, as a competitor, you know, that's just part of it. But as a point guard, it's almost like being a quarterback, just having a ball in your hands late in the ball games and and making those decisions. And like I said, these are things that he can learn from. But I think one thing that he can really get better at is maybe not be so ball dominant, you know, like try to find a way to get the ball out of his hand earlier 
yep. earlier in the shot clock, you know, get his teammates into a flow. And I think that will help his game because we know he can shoot. We know he plays hard and we know he's going to give you a hundred, hundred percent of everything he got every game. And it's not just on him. It's other, it's other situations in that game that got us to that point. Like, like you said, mm-hmm. the turnovers, you know, that's on everybody, yep. you know, the turnovers, we have got the, the understand the game tightens as it get closer to the end. And we got to make sure that we're not turning the ball over and giving the opponent an opportunity to extend or to come back on us. So those are things we have to learn. And the one thing, the bright side I'm really seeing from this basketball team is Jabari Smith is really coming into his own. Like this guy, his jump shot, he's 16. He has a great shot inside the paint. He has a great shot outside the paint. And I think when it's late in the games, he has to touch the ball every possession if yeah. there's two minutes to go in the game. There's no way that this ball does not touch his hands and he's going to be a top five draft pick. Mm-hmm. Like, it just has to. And the one thing I like about it when it touches his hands is that he's 6'10". So, Taylor, if you were trying to guard me and I'm 6'10", <laughs> it's an easy – no, I'm just playing. <laughs> it's an easy law pass. <laughs> it's an easy law pass to Kessler – you know, in the post, I, I can shoot the basketball, create my own shot. Yep. Or if they come to double me, now that gives me the opportunity to throw the law pass to Kessler, or I can kick it back out to one of my guards, Green or Katie Johnson or someone, and then they can have an opportunity to hit the game winning shot. It just presents more opportunities, I think, when it touches his hands. Yep. I would completely agree. I mean, you look at this game against Vandy at home that we won earlier in the week, he had seven for 10 threes. Like, he gets into a rhythm down there at the end that you you just have to be more intentional with. But what you said after the Arkansas loss a couple weeks ago is, is still relevant now. If these kinks, if these problems are going to get worked out, you want to do it now. You, you know, obviously postseason is going to be very tough. And you also, it is very tough to be the team that everyone is gunning for and that everyone mm-hmm. feels like beating you is going to, say something about us because they give you their absolute best. Everyone plays with like reckless abandonment. So the SEC tournament is going to be March 11th through 13th, I believe down in Tampa. And my goodness, I mean, Tennessee beat Kentucky. Yes. It's going to be a crazy uh, SEC tournament. This is probably going to be one for the ages. I think Uh, so too. I think all the games are going to be just insane. I mean, Alabama, Arkansas, like you got so many teams that have just found a rhythm and and it really could be any given day. One of them is going to pull something off. And that's why I want Auburn to make sure we win the SEC outright during the regular season. Uh, Right now we still have, I, I believe one game on Kentucky. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, and we got to go to Tennessee, which is going to be another hostile environment with a, another really coached, well-coached basketball team. And that's why I was hoping we got the Florida game. You know, you always want to keep that mulligan in your pocket, you know, as far as basketball. So if we win the, the Florida game and then you can beat Mississippi State on Wednesday night, it takes all that other pressure away because now you're pretty much the SEC champs. Now you're going to the SEC tournament. But now we pretty much got to play this thing all the way to the end yep. and, and everything. So, you know, we can't worry about what happened on Saturday. We have to move forward, focus on Mississippi state and get Mississippi state game and then worry about the Tennessee game and everything else. Oh. But this is definitely going to be some nail biting for people it that is. bite their nails, you know, put something on your nails. Keep <laughs> doing all that. Uh, you so know, true. people are going to be tuned in, but I'm excited to see what happens. This basketball team has created environments that they go and play in 
it's true. It's kudos to what they've done. Uh, yep. You know, so that's fun to me. Like I like yeah. going to hostile environments because that means people respect you. And, yeah. you know, so this, the game doesn't define them, but like I said, you can learn from this, you can win a national championship. Yeah. But if you don't learn from this, it can cost you one as well. A hundred percent. Oh my goodness. That just got me excited and also terrified at the exact same time. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, still a lot of good games to come and that SEC tournament is going to be a blast. Um, finally, Auburn baseball season is officially underway and the Tigers took two of three games in the State Farm College Baseball Showdown this weekend, losing the first one to Oklahoma, but then defeating number 12, Texas Tech and Kansas State. The home opener is this Wednesday, five o'clock against Troy. So everybody go out and enjoy some baseball. Hopefully the weather's going to be warm and nice and feel like spring. That'd be even, even better. Uh, finally, before we close this one out, Jay, obviously we have not spoken since the Super Bowl. The Rams pulled it off at home, defeating Joe Burrow and the Bengals very narrowly, just a three-point difference. But uh, unfortunately, Joey B ran out of ran out of magic a little bit right there at the end. But Matt Stafford finally gets that title. The halftime show was unbelievable. I've rewatched it so many flipping times. I, I thought all in all, it was it was a great Super Bowl. The commercials were kind of lackluster, were a little too much crypto for me. But nonetheless, other than that, it was great. Yeah, you know how it goes. You always can't get the whole package. You're you know, right. The commercial's going to be great and the halftime show going to be suspect. Or, yep, or the game's kind of slow. Right. Yeah. But this time we did knock out two of the three. The halftime right. show You're was right. phenomenal. The game went down to the wire, just like all the playoff games have since the divisional round this year. So what a great year for NFL playoffs. And did Joey run out of magic or was some of the magic potion taken away? Uh, you know, that was a questionable third down call, uh, you know, that they call holding on Cooper Cup. Oh, but, yeah. you know, but they also missed one against Jalen Ramsey. So all in all, you know, it always figure out it works itself out. But it's, what a great game. So and the, the way that we talked about before that Super Bowl, how the game was going to be won for the Rams. It was won that way. Aaron mm -hmm. Donald getting a sack at the end to to win the game like, you know, they couldn't block this guy. Nope. And we said that was going to be the reason that the Bengals lost. And it was the reason that they lost, that they yep. weren't able to hold up against their defensive line. So, you know, great Super Bowl. Congratulations to SEC guy, Matt Stafford. Yep. Uh, Matt was a little lit on this, on this day. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> I loved oh, all the banter man. on so Tom Brady <laughs> tweeting and being like, Matt, my guy, pork some water in. Pork that was hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, so like I said, Matt has four daughters. Oh my goodness. He does. Man. He needed the tequila. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I agree, man. So oh, <laughs> I did not know that. But you know, congratulations to to him. And uh, like I said, Odell Beckham going out with a torn ACL. Dang, this. What happens in these national championship games? The Williams kid from from uh, Bama tears his ACL yep. on a non-contact. Yep. Odell tears his ACL on a non-contact. Is it the turf? I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, Is there too much time on the turf? And maybe when you go back to some grass fields, I'm just I'm just saying. That's interesting. You got a good point. I, I mean, Joe Burrow ended up spraining his MCL and was playing on it the rest of the game. So. Uh, certainly a, an interesting part of golly. It was hard to see OBJ just like, I mean, he was crying the whole time. <laughs> like that, that was brutal, man. You, you get to that point and, uh, and have to see it in that way, but nonetheless, 
they were able to get the title and uh big congrats to Stafford and the Rams and the whole crew. So all in all wrapped up a great season, boy, what a fun postseason that was. I mean, all the playoff games were just a blast to watch. So Auburn gymnastics is off the chain right now. Crushing it. We defeated Georgia. People, they tell me not to say off the chain anymore. They say (laughs) nobody says that anymore. So I don't, I don't know what they say nowadays. I'm just going to say Auburn gymnastics is just tearing it up right now. You can say they're crushing it. All right, so you know, Susan Lee is yes, she's the headliner, but there are some other girls on that team. I'm telling you that yeah. got some super, super talent. And Big skills. Like I said, I've gone to to one of their matches, and uh, if you haven't gotten yeah, meets. Me, thank you, Taylor. See, thank you. That just tells somebody that doesn't haven't had a lot of experience going to gymnastics. I got you. I got you. But you know, like I said, here we go. If you haven't been yet, it's a must see. I totally go, agree. Must ticket. Very, very exciting. Yeah, they went into uh, Georgia and beat the gym dogs, which does not always happen for Auburn, unfortunately. Obviously, Georgia is a very historic program. So having defeated both Alabama and Georgia in, Georgia in the same season, quite a tough feat. And the but, Auburn women basketball team beat ranked Georgia's women's basketball team the other Didn't Sunday. they beat Tennessee earlier this season too? Beat Tennessee earlier They've this season. They've had some big so. ones. They're still, they're not where they want to be, right. but they're inching closer and closer to getting some some recruits seeing this, this surge by the new staff and see what happens. Yeah. As Bruce Pearl said, we're in everything school and uh, we'll yeah. just see them all continue to rise. We love it. All right, people. Well, that is going to do it for us this week on Believe in Everything Auburn. As always, we greatly appreciate you guys listening and following along. So if you have not already, go over to your podcast app. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button under our show. It's not going to blow up your phone. It's not going to mess with your data. You're just going to get a notification every time we release an episode, which because of Jason and I's lives is not always the same every week. So getting a notification (laughs) is a very effective way to know when we've got an episode. So make sure you subscribe. You can hit the like button. You can leave us a review. If you're in Spotify, you can do it there too. Um, But support us because we love doing this podcast and we like to know that you guys like it. So um, we will continue to crank these out. Spring ball will be underway before we know it. And uh, postseason for basketball is going to be a fun run, like we talked about as well. So a lot of good things to come. We are going to get a guest back, I promise. We're going to start doing some interviews. There's just been a lot going on, fam, okay? And uh, not everyone wanted to talk these past couple of weeks, understandably. So stick with us. Everyone, enjoy your week, and we will talk soon. War Eagle. War Eagle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.